0: And that's how we got a lot of our clients. So we got the paid capacity and we got referrals.
1: Welcome to AG Speaks Digital Marketing Talk Show. Here we share with you cool tools, tips and tricks, and lots of useful information and insights to help you get more leads and customers for your business. So... Thank you for joining me, Annelise, today, and I'm I'm so excited to be having this conversation
0: with you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: It's amazing that what this technology allows us to do. It's like two people having a coffee together across two different countries. Isn't that amazing?
0: It is. Yeah, I, I marvel at it every day. How I can I can be in America? I was in America this morning. <laughs> now I'm in Singapore, so. Yeah, and actually I'm down near Melbourne, Australia, so it's... Um... Yeah, it's like Zoom is the
1: new coffee shop. It's perfect. Yeah, so happy to meet you and, uh, f- you know, for the purpose of starting this conversation today, I want to just hear about your journey. How did you get started in the world of entrepreneurship, being a mum of three and now the fourth one is on the way. Tell me about how it all started.
0: Yeah, well, it all started about four years ago when I was working full-time in in the city, so in in Melbourne, and we had two children at the time. There were three and one about that age, and we knew that by the time they went to school that we wanted to be living back down the coast where we grew up, which was about two hours away. So the time came to enroll my daughter in kinder, and I asked for more flexible time from work which I had had over maternity leave with the youngest one and that had worked well, but it was declined. And so I didn't want to travel two hours to work and work a full day and travel two hours back because my kids would have been asleep when I left and they would have been asleep when I got home. And that's not what I wanted for for me and for, for my family. So so I quit and we, we live quite, um, we live regionally. It's a small coastal town. There's not a lot of, of work and I wanted the flexibility. So we started our own business and my husband was a carpenter and he would, he wanted a change. We wanted him to build our house. And so he retrained as a web developer and a Google ads expert And so that's what we started doing. We started building a marketing agency for home builders and trades. Mm -hmm. And that about a year or so in, maybe two years in, that was going really well. And we had what we wanted. We both were working from home around the kids. And I was speaking to lots of other mums about, you know, who wanted the same thing, who didn't want to put their kids in daycare for a job that they didn't love doing and Mm -hmm. had dreams of running their own business. So I started... I started mentoring these women because a lot of them, although they wanted their own business and time and freedom, they didn't necessarily want an empire and they weren't going to have the type of businesses that would make it viable for them to hire a marketing agency or to be spending ridiculous amounts on a, you know, on Facebook ads or whatever it was. And so I started mentoring them to DIY and then Now that is a lot of what I do. So that now evolved from this very haphazard (laughs) group of mums meeting once a fortnight to (laughs) to a structured program where people who want to DIY, they get access to our agency team, which we still have, but a team runs that. And so that was the the journey for me was it was just, I wanted to be around my kids more. And so we, we had to make it work. And we were living with my, in, in my in-laws house, at the time because we, we were building so it was all the kids in one room there was no office you know it's a laptop on the kitchen table kind of deal and slowly slowly we we grew our customer base to to now we're a team of eight. Nice so it's a, it's
1: an awesome journey that you spoke about in fact I had a similar experience when uh, I quit my job I was a mother of two children at that time two girls And um, my decision to quit was taken, to be honest, in uh, the public toilet of an international airport. Well, I was sitting there and, you know, squeezing that milk out of my breast because I I was breastfeeding at that time. And I told my boss that, you know, I'm breastfeeding. I can't travel. I had to make a presentation. He says, don't give me these technical difficulties. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like managing a huge team and uh, big responsibility in a corporate, uh, big corporate company and all of that. And sitting on that toilet seat, something happened to me and I was like, What the hell am I doing with my life and who's going to thank me for it? Right? Exactly. Neither my husband knows what's going on here in this toilet with me, nor my children know, nor my boss knows. Why the hell, you know? And uh, so something shifted in my brain that day. And the very next day I went, nothing, there was no pre planning, nothing. The next day I put in my papers. (laughs) They were shocked. They were like, what happened? I said, something changed in me. Priorities shifted. Yeah. Uh, and then I negotiated, like you also tried, right? So I, I negotiated, uh, to tried to get the company to understand that, you know, bringing up kids is not a joke. And uh, I had worked for this company for long, like seven, eight years, right? Uh, yeah. um, so I said, if you want me around, if you can extend my uh, sabbatical for a longer time, I'm Okay. But then they said, no, we can't change the policies for just one person, then, you know, all of that. So it was, uh, it was a difficult one. And that's how I got started. And mm. like you, I also got started in the training uh, uh, business where whatever I had learned, I worked for fashion industry. I was working for Tommy Hilfiger. Uh, when I quit my job, whatever I had learned in the industry, I decided to sort of give it back. Uh, you know, to the industry. And at that point in time, when I quit, I think 2009, there was no concept of corporate training in the fashion world, uh, in, in the world that I inhabited of, you know, buying offices, manufacturing factories, and all of that. So I said, and, and people had to just dive in to figure out how the whole thing works. And so companies used to waste a lot of time with their new employees, who would take at least a year, to ramp up and really start delivering uh, to the company's expectations. And I said, why waste this time? Why not just give them that training and get them, you know, uh, going straight away? And that's the content I developed. And um, one factory owner gave me an opportunity, and that's how it started. Um, so it's very interesting that the good thing that, uh, you know, one one thing I noticed when you were talking is that your husband pitched in with you, right? So how has that partnership been? Because uh, you know, when I sort of think about me and my husband partnering, I feel we'll end up having arguments. Uh, so, so how do you manage to sort of sort that thing out? And you know, the two uh, uh, partners as partners coming together, uh, isn't it like too close for comfort? Or how do you uh, have you know resolve the conflicts that they, they that come up or
0: issues? I don't know. I, I I'm interested in knowing that. He's, he's a wonderful man. He's, he's so good. And he, I'm very much the driver. I'm very much the one who has the ambition and I've always been in marketing. So this is my, my thing. And I'm the one who speaks to clients. I'm the one with the strategy. He's great at the technical, like building, building websites, doing Google ads. Like that's his, strength okay. right so we have very different strengths and so he ju- he knows that i guess i guess we have an understanding that you know my strength is is the strategy this was where we're going i speak to clients i deliver the information and i don't try and interfere in what he's doing when he's fiddling that and he doesn't interfere with me but we do have to have um, really strict boundaries. Like sometimes he'll come in at nighttime, at, you know, eight o'clock and I'm reading and he'll be like, Oh, and this kind am like, no, like work time. <laughs> well, our meetings you know, at 6am tomorrow morning or whatever it is so we can fit in a meeting for us, like a, a work meeting. Um, but it's not, yeah, I think it's about really knowing what our individual strengths are and, and respecting that and, we don't really have conflicts because, of, because we work in different areas in the business. We're not both trying to put our fingers in the same pie. And, yeah, and the boundaries that keep, you know, date night is date night and <laughs> dinner with the kids is dinner with the kids, That's not, not work time. And, yeah, we do have to catch each other and be like, oh, hang on, nope, nope. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> and it's just about having that, that separation and the respect for each other's skills, I think.
1: Nice, nice. So um, because I I often wonder, you know, I I keep having these, we are both very strong headed. Mm. Uh, We both have very fierce ideas of our own. And so there's often this uh, um, yeah, clash and the way he approaches things are very different from the way I approach as if Mm. he inhabits this different world, like he will talk big scale, you know, making like big bucks, corporate, this, that. And I'm like, I'm standing here for small business owners. Their struggles are very different from, you know, the corporate uh, talk that you are talking about or corporate speak in the scale that you're talking about. Uh, And and so there is always this, Okay, you don't understand my world. Mm
0: and I'm I'm not saying we don't have arguments we definitely have arguments we definitely do but it comes back to going you know this like this is my decision this is in my you know this is in my job description so I'm pulling rank and in in your job description you get to pull rank and that's I think how it is but it doesn't mean that you know it's always rainbows and butterflies yeah
1: um okay so tell me um how did you uh you said that you started talking to mums who were you know struggling with starting their own uh, businesses and you started giving them advice so did you start giving them in a like a group community did you start helping them in kind of group
0: classes yeah i did and so very at the very start it was okay i'm gonna offer i think it was eight weeks we're gonna meet on zoom every fortnight we're going to screen share, we're going to talk about strategy. Um, I can help you, you know, fix your Facebook page and your give you tips on Instagram and show you how to set up a Facebook ad and all of that. And we can just talk about what you're struggling with and what your ideas are, and you'll go away and do things and come back. And that evolved to be what it is now, which is every day of the week, Monday, well, Monday to Friday, we have Um, a member of our marketing agency team on a zoom call like this for an hour a day. So if you need help with Google ads, you log into the Google ad call and you screen share your ads and our expert my husband (laughs) for that one logs in and he looks at the data and he says, okay, this one's not working for you. This is, you know, actually let's set up a new, a new campaign or turn this off, or this is where you need to look and everything's recorded. So people can go back and, and have a look so they can do whatever they need to do in their marketing. So I run the Facebook ad call. We have a branding expert, um, branding and copywriting expert on a call. We've got, what else have we got? A social media call for people who want to, you know, figure out how to do reels and you know whatever it is that they're doing. Um, And then a strategy call for people who want to either start a new product or look at their funnel or whatever it is. We've got different calls for everything. And then People, it's a 12 month program and people then just log into calls whenever they need it. Whether that's a call a week, five calls a week, one call a month, it doesn't matter where we're available. And there's a Facebook group in between calls and it evolved, it evolved, but originally it was kind of like a pilot program where we started something because I knew people needed help Mm -hmm. and we tweaked and evolved it. And what it's like a year and a half in more, I think I started about March a year and you know, yeah, about a year and a half ago. Nice. Uh, So
1: how easy or difficult was it for you to acquire your customers and convince them and get them to spend money with you just to give you advice. And uh, what I, what I hear you say is that it was more a personalized kind of an offering where they were getting a lot of uh, custom personal attention to their specific, uh, you know, problem that they were facing. So definitely uh, that's what I hear you saying, but w- did it take you some time to convince the, uh, uh, the, acquire the clients and get them to put the money on the table, uh, you know, to, to, to start working with you? How, yeah. did you? how did you
0: acquire your first
1: few, you know, victories, so to speak?
0: well the answer is very different for the marketing agency and for the mentor program so I which see. one would you like me to dig into both i can explain uh, yeah, both.
1: yeah we could do both
0: okay yeah so with the marketing agency the first few clients that we got were were organic they were from cold emails from cold calling from you know just reaching out to people really that that was the first couple because we had no you know <laughs> we didn't plan on starting a business <laughs> we didn't have a budget behind us it was just let's try and see if we can do this and so the first couple that's how we we got them and then we we did two things we connected more with people who were working within a similar industry so connected with builders business coaches and you know builder accountants and anyone who was involved with construction in a professional capacity And I started, I I did one season of a podcast um, for tradies and I, I got in touch with these people to interview them. When I rang them, I wasn't asking them for clients, but I was just interviewing them. I was speaking to them for an hour and they got to know me and then I got to know them. And those relationships have stood the test of time. These relationships are still here, you know, three years on and we get referrals from these people that I reached out to and connected with. And then the other thing that we did with the agency is we did Facebook ads and we ran Facebook ads to a, I promoted um, a two week paid trial. Okay. And then, and it was a paid trial, not a free trial, Mm -hmm. but, but in terms of marketing agencies, a lot of tradies are quite wary that they're going to get locked into something. A lot of, sorry, trade. Uh, tradies, it's Aussie term for <laughs> tradesmen construction. <laughs> we, we just call them tradies, of okay. course. But a lot of them are wary. And so to have that two-week paid trial there, that got them to book a consultation call where it was very clear then that you they weren't going to get results in that time. It was yes. just we were setting something up for them. It was the start of a working relationship that they could easily get out of if they weren't happy with how, how it was going. Right, And that's how we got a lot of our clients. So we got the pay capacity and we got referrals
1: Nice
0: within. And so, yeah, it was a Facebook ad to a consultation, which was basically a sales, sales call that was that funnel and it, right. and it worked really well. And we haven't right. had to advertise really since then. Nice. Um, a lot of it because we're so niched is very seo heavy now it that kind of keeps the the flow on and if we need to turn the tap on then we we put some google ads in now with the with the mentor program it's totally different it started off local it's very much relationship based again we didn't i didn't have a big budget to spend on it because i didn't know if it was going to get people results i didn't have the testimonials i didn't know if i liked it i didn't know if it was going to work (laughs) um and so it was really just testing the waters and and changing and tweaking as we went then I ran probably, I'll, I'll talk about the most profitable, like the, the best way of getting people in, which is what I still do now. And every two months I run a five day free workshop. I see. So I follow the live launch method that Kelly Roach promotes and created, wrote the book on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, So if you would like to look it up, she runs workshops on that every couple of months. And that's how, that's what I do. So it's a free workshop where I teach people how to craft their offer, like to, they walk, you walk away at the end of the five days with a, with a marketing strategy that you can go and implement. And the, the, the strategy behind it is they can go and implement it by themselves, or they can come and join my program and we can help implement it all together with the support of a professional marketing team together. But either way, at the end of the five days that you've invested an hour with me every day, you walk away with a plan that is actually going to, you know, work. You, you've worked with us for that week to develop something they can go and move forward with. And having built it, and this is all via live, Facebook Live. I see. And so the relationship is built over five days that the trust is incredible. Mm. And so generally, the conversion rates about, You know, three to five percent of people will come into, will 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 convert, and so I think really the the live video, the not having a script, the getting people to take action, and actually get some small wins along the way. Right, they've spent enough time with me that they either they either really want to join, or it's not for like, or they know it's not for them. But either way they've spent enough time with me then that they, they know. They know and that she knows and they know that she can help. Yeah, exactly. And, and right. there's a trust there and there's a reciprocity there. And um, that's what works really well now, but at the very, and yes, we run ads to the workshop and we, you know, <laughs> where yeah, yeah, we've yeah. got email sequences and and all of the all of the bells and whistles right. but really it's just being live with people that builds that trust and establishes us as an authority in the space and then had presents the offer that for those people who are ready for that, something like that then it's there
1: a very valuable insight that you share with me uh, in fact just yesterday i was talking to my mentor and uh, he, he's the guy, you know, whom I look up to for advice. And uh, he was telling me that, okay, there are three, three things that drive a person. Is it fame, fortune or fun? And then he was asking me to sort of uh, put myself, what would I put the number one on and number two on and number three on? And, uh, and I think he figured out that maybe mine was uh, fame first. And the reason for that is that I put myself out there, I I go out there, I put myself in videos, I'll do lives and I do a lot of these uh, stuff. So he understood it as a need for fame. But when I hear you talk and and when I uh, sort of clarified it to him that it's not really I'm putting myself out there from a point of view of an ego but it is from a point of view of letting the world know that I'm here and that I can add value and this is what I've got to give you. Uh, It's it's more from that perspective that, and when people see you, they talk to you, it builds a different level of trust uh, than if you put some incognito kind of a thing where they're just looking at a brand logo. So the trust, uh, especially in the scenario when you're building your business and, uh, you know, getting this funnel set up, I think it really helps. That's very insightful that uh, what you're telling me. And I think uh, it definitely helps when you put yourself out there and they see you, they connect with you uh, in real
0: yeah and things happen like kids come in and i've got a two-year-old on my lap or the the tripod falls over or you know the dogs bark and and it's real like i spill water all over myself and it's it's not scripted it's big and and the great thing is that it's alive so the questions come up and you can see them and so you can respond and you can change the track of what you're talking about to be what your people want to be talking about because they're asking you questions but and for me it's definitely not a fame thing oh my goodness I cringe every time I see I see my website because it's got me everywhere yeah yeah. but I but I I you know you're gonna be working with me so you need to know who I am but it's not I don't love being in front of the camera I don't like it's definitely been a skill that I've had to hone and I've had to get past myself and go actually what drives me is I really want more women to go after their dreams and live the lives that they want to live. And I know that they can do that if they create their own business, but they need the confidence and they need the skills to be able to do it. And I can help them because I've done it for myself. And, it's not about the fame. So like, if I could do it with a paper bag over my head, I probably would. (laughs) Because it's, I don't want the attention on me, but I've had to get over myself and go, no, I can help these people. If they, all they do is come to my workshop and they never, ever work with me. Perfect. The workshop is as much for those, you know, 97 people out of the hundred that don't join as for the three people who do join. join. And that's part of my, I believe that's part of why I'm here. Like why part of my, my purpose for being on the planet (laughs) is to be able to give this time and flexibility and confidence and profit to more like into empower more women basically. And in whatever way I can, I think that's why, I'm here like I think that and so I'm going to continue to walk in that wonderful Uh, in fact it reminds me
1: uh, of a story one of my uh, clients when she converted and how she converted so I was doing this Instagram live and where uh, you know I have a vision problem right I don't see very well because of my albinism And I was trying to like figure out how to, uh, you know, leave the conversation. It was clearly not the most slick IG live that you would do. Right. And she actually told me that, you know, when I was watching it, I could relate to it that here is a person who is not perfect, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what built that trust in her. And she converted because of because I asked her that what made you take that decision? She's saying you felt like somebody we could relate to, I could relate to, that you're not this infallible, perfect, uh, you know, uh, glossy Instagram perfect kind of a person. You are real. You you showed Mm -hmm. your vulnerability and that's what made me sort of build that connect with you. Yeah,
0: um, so true. I'm
1: so raw and real, any day, any day. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, and that, that doesn't mean you have to tell them, you know, what you had for breakfast and you know your dirty washing pile. Like it doesn't. That's you, that's, nice. We can be we can be real and authentic and ourselves without having to think that you need to share every element of yourself. But it is about just people thinking like, oh, I like this person, and I could be around, like I could be friends with this person, right. or and, you know, I want to be around this person more and I can learn from them or no, this, you know, I'm totally put off. And I think that is more and more what we, we need to be ourselves because the barrier to entry with business is so low now. There is a million and one people that you could go and learn marketing from. But the people that are going to connect with me are the people that like my personality and my values and what I stand for and what I talk about and the way that I do that. And they're not going to know that if I don't put myself <laughs> out there. Okay. And, and it's the same with everyone. People are going to know that I'm not for them because I speak really fast or because I'm, you know, I'm a mom and they don't relate to that or whatever it happens to be. And that's perfectly fine. You don't want to be, we can't serve everybody anyway.
1: Yeah. And, and the fact that we are connecting like this, you know, I was reading somewhere that 90% of the decision making happens at an emotional level at a subconscious brain, right? And then we tend to justify it with a rational, you know, we rationalize our decisions by logic, Yes. Right? yes. And the emotional connect, uh, the fact that whether I like you or I don't like you happens in the first few seconds and the way we are connecting now, like uh, I already feel that I like you. Mm-hmm. right and if at all we have to do business together I I will have no hesitation at all right because I can feel that vibe and that mm-hmm. happens when you put yourself out there when you you know yeah when you're not hiding behind a logo
0: so to speak yeah or a script and you're not just reading a script oh, and, yeah. and, and looking pretty because there's nothing we're humans I mean at the at the at the basis of everything, we're humans and yeah. it's people connect with people. That's and you, if, if you're not showing that of yourself, and I know it can be nerve wracking, but again, you have to just get past yourself and know that you have something of value to offer and have that as your focus. Because if you're focusing on you and what people might think of you and, oh my gosh, my hair is not perfect and, you know, whatever, then you're, you're being selfish because you're looking at inside and you're not looking out and you're not focusing on your client and what you can actually help them achieve.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so that brings me, you know, um, to the, to the next question that is coming in my mind is uh, how did you start sort of pricing yourself? Right? Because as a business owner, when you start providing your services, um, there's always these questions that you deal with that, oh, this is too expensive for me or am I selling myself too cheap? Uh, Mm -hmm. How did you figure out what was the winning, uh, you know, the right formula when it came to pricing your products and services yeah i think
0: we it's funny that you say this because it was a bit of a journey with the agency because my husband's a carpenter Uh and he so we started our business four years ago how old is he he would have been about 32 Mm -hmm. approximately Mm -hmm. so he had had 15 years say of working on an hourly rate as a carpenter you get paid per hour you know you know what it is (laughs) it's not a salary it's a wage. If you work nine hours that day, you get paid you nine get hours. So yep. And that's what it is. And he really struggled to move from that model to when we were building a website and we were giving a quote right. or we were doing Google ads. And he was like, yeah, but I'm only spending an hour a day or, you know, it only took me 10 hours or I'm like, it doesn't. That's you need to totally move your mindset away from that because. Right. It's about the value that you're providing to them. So say that you spent a hundred hours building someone's website and you were going to charge them $3,000. Then that's fine, but that website is now going to give them access to a whole lot more markets. It is going to then make them look more professional. It is mean that their conversion rate goes up. It's going to mean that more people find them. So it's worth to them more than $3,000 or, you know, and so for him that it took a while to, to get over that for me, I actually reverse engineer it. That's how I have always worked with my clients because i wanted to run a business around my family so i knew that i only had a set amount of hours per week that i wanted to work and i knew that i wanted to be able to earn a certain amount of money and so i knew that if i was going to work this amount of hours then client facing was probably you know less than half of that a quarter to half of that time which means that I had say 10 hours a week that I could do client facing work. And that meant I need to get paid X amount of money. So then how could I create a package that was worth X amount of money? And that's how we reverse engineered. Wow. A lot of that was, what do I actually want for my family? How can I help people? And of course you need to look at what's, you know, kind of the industry averages are and what people are willing to pay because, You know, if I'm running Facebook ads for someone, they're not going to pay me $10,000 a month if they're spending $1,000 a month on ads. So it's like, there's going to be a cap. But if you can communicate the value and if you can provide a solution, if you can provide the ultimate solution to somebody's problem, then all of a sudden the price doesn't really matter. If they've had this problem that's weighing on them, whether it's, you know, health-related, money-related, family-related, relationships what doesn't matter what industry but if they have a significant problem that they're dealing with and you can provide the ultimate solution like for example I have worked as a personal trainer running fitness classes for about the last decade for fun as a hobby I love it Um, I haven't done it for about a year but normally I do and when I first started I was running, I would give people personal training sessions one-on-one. So mm-hmm. I would go and I would get paid $50 per session. And then I would go to the gym and I'd have five sessions booked that night and maybe one or two would show up. And all of a sudden... I'd have a hundred dollars in my pocket instead of 250 and my client wasn't getting results. So they would drop off. And I realized it wasn't good for either of us, but when I flipped it and I thought, no, this client, he wants to, uh, he wants to get fit for his daughter's wedding. He wants to lose 20 kilograms. What's the ultimate solution for him? The ultimate solution is that we work together three times a week, that we do nutrition planning, that I call him every day and make sure that he's not, you know, binging on chocolate at nighttime, like whatever that package is. And all of a sudden I'm selling him something that's worth $2,000, not $50. I'm happier because I know whether he shows up or not, it doesn't matter. I'm still getting, my, I'm still getting paid as I should. He's happier because he's actually showing up because he knows that he's going to get the results and he's getting the, the the actual answer to the problem that he needed, which wasn't just a haphazard, I can show up or not training session. Right. So whatever equivalent that is for you, the ultimate solution, come up with that for your client and then you can charge accordingly because you're not just charging $50 here and there or a low value offer. You're offering, you're, you've got a high value offer that gets you paid what you want to be paid gets your clients the results they want you gets you the testimonials you need to keep selling to get more clients and it and it's better for everybody
1: yeah it's it's interesting like uh i was creating my uh, course instagram influence uh, online course i was building an online course and um Uh, you know, I I started off with a few uh, beta testers, so to speak. I just invited a few company owners and I said, just join me, you know, every week I provide this course. And along the way I built it, like through them with them. And one of the key things uh, that I figured um, the, the key learning that I had during the process of building this entire course was that even if you are taking the best course in the world from the best of the best in the world, it is not going to give you results unless and until you actually start applying the stuff that you're learning to your business and your situation, right? And so even though I was giving them this massive content, I was sharing with them and they were like, yeah, 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 this is awesome. This is really good stuff. And unless and until they got down to actually doing the work that is required to be done to see the results, I was not able to show them the results and if i can't show them the results then i can't get the testimonials and if i can't Mm. get the testimonials how will i sell my course to others right so Mm. i figured that okay just giving the content is not going to work i will need to make them accountable i will need to coach them nudge them to take the action and really start uh, uh, building into my you know training some sort of personalized coaching sessions as well. So Mm -hmm. that was a super interesting learning for me. And like you said that when you create the whole package, uh, what is the total solution that they need? Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's when you will start seeing the success. So that's what I'm now thinking in terms of how can I add in instead of, okay, one value is that you give a self-paced online course, uh, which a person can take from anytime, anywhere at their own convenience. And that's a huge plus. But at the same time, how can I make sure that they do take those steps? Mm -hmm. So for that, now I'm sort of thinking and, you know, talking to you is giving me some ideas right here, right now. That if, yeah, that if I could bundle it with some kind of
0: activity Ac- account- accountability yes. and yeah,
1: yes. yeah. Like the personal trainer example that you shared, I think
0: Accountability like, is a big part of why I think people do
1: yes.
0: anything or it's a big part of what we need as humans. <laughs> we need that accountability. Because it's not that we can't find the information. All of yes. the information's for free online, available for yes. anybody. But it's the relationship and it's that accountability, it's the step-by-step guide, it's the, you know, the formula together, putting all the pieces together is what people pay for to actually be that bridge between where they are and where they want to be.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, the perfect example is weight loss. Like everybody knows how to lose weight, right? Exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Are very very few are able to actually do it, and you need. And when you pay to that person to train you and get you to your 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 target, when it pinches you, right? That's when you take action. Like exactly. If, uh, till the time I hired a coach, wh- whom I was paying hundred and eighty dollars an hour to train me, and I was like, I'm paying you to make me work. <laughs> but that's when it pinched. That's when I saw the results happening because i was like, oh do my it. God, yeah. I'm putting so much money out there. I better get the results out of this. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, so, so when both parties have a stake in the game, I think that's when magic happens. So the other thing that I always want to capture when I do these kind of, uh, you know, inspirational uh, content is that I always ask the people who are their mentors that they have looked up to, where, whom they have learned from. So if I could ask you who are the top three people that come to your mind who sort of inspired you in some way where, who, you know, you learn from and what are the top lessons that you learn from them?
0: Goodness, I struggle with this role model question. I mean, I definitely have to come back to Kelly Roach in terms of the structure. Can I of... get her name? Like I want to search for her. Yeah, so it's Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Roach, R O A. Ch and she's American. Okay. And she runs. She runs the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Program, which is a 12-month okay. business incubator program. Okay. Um, she is an ex-ex um, corporate Fortune 500, ex NFL cheerleader, and just has helped me a lot with coming back to thinking about strategy and coming back to consistency. And one of the things that she talks about is training like for your business like an athlete trains for their sport and it's so true because too many people get started they try one thing for two weeks it doesn't work (laughs) and they leave it but it's just we it's like anything we need to build the skill we need to build and build and build and we need the consistency behind us and so she has really helped me in terms of thinking about business in that way and having bigger goals and thinking outside myself in certain terms of legacy and and all of that so I definitely recommend that you check out she's got a podcast as well I think it's the unstoppable entrepreneur show which is fantastic she's one of the very few that give practical marketing advice not just not just the what but also the how like actual real (laughs) things that you can go oh I can get off this when I finish this I can go and do that um and, yeah, so that's really helpful. Another person who um, who gives really practical marketing advice is Suze Chadwick, actually. She's mm-hmm. an Aussie. Mm-hmm. She's very much into personal um, about branding, branding bold, being confident, owning, you know, owning what it is that you're doing. Who else? The other one I would say that has probably been great for mindset-wise for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. Is, is Tim Ferriss because... Oh, yeah. Because he, he, I think reading that one of his books a long time ago was the kind of the start of the thing for me that was like, oh, you really can design your own life. Like I was talking about, you know, figure out how much it is that you want to earn and when you want to work and reverse engineer your business to work that because I didn't come from an entrepreneurial family. I didn't come from wealth. I didn't, I didn't have those personal influences. Right. And from a young age, it was only in my probably mid-20s where I was like, oh, my goodness, I was like, this exists and yeah. I can. I don't have to have a nine-to-five job and I don't have to just, you know, wait until I'm 65 to spend my, going to retirement. I can't. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. we can do what we want to do now. And that was so powerful for me how I think it was the book, The 4-Hour Workweek maybe. Yeah. And he talked about having like mini, mini retirements yes, and and just reframed my thought about possibility. And his podcast too is obviously, you know, one of the most popular in the world and for good reason because I always come away thinking about things through a little bit of a different lens or awesome. through a little bit of a different way. So they're probably my the three that I would talk about.
1: Wonderful. And uh,
0: talking of podcasts, what set you off on this journey of podcasting? Oh, I just love talking with people. And (laughs) I wanted to, I I really wanted to inspire more. I started my podcast. I wanted to inspire women with more stories of mums who were doing it. Because a lot of mums think it's too hard. I couldn't possibly have what I actually want, but you, you you can, and here's proof. And these people aren't special. I'm not special. It's just, we decided and we fell on our face 500 times and got back up (laughs) and it's possible. And that's what I wanted to share was it's possible and to be inspiring by sharing stories of inspirational women and to give actual practical tips on strategies of ways to, to build your business without it taking over your life.
1: Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing that got me started on this podcasting thing is that uh, there is extraordinary hiding in the ordinary, right? So find the role models and all of that, uh, you know, the dazzling people out there uh, mm. are great. Uh, and, and they are a source of inspiration, all right. But I have always somehow believed that there's a lot of uh, wealth of wisdom and a lot of insight that every human being's life and story is extraordinary. Very and true. So, so I believe that there is an extraordinary hiding in the ordinary. And so I, when I'm creating these episodes, to be honest, I'm not just going after the biggest celebrity or whoever. Whoever inspires me, whoever I feel, that, you know, there's some alignment, and you know, this would make a great story. This would make a, uh, you know, interesting uh, inspiration piece. Uh, that's what I'm going after, right? Mm. And, and, and
0: and you're so you're so you're so right. I really agree, and I think it's even it's the people that are in our lives that we might not ask questions of, like you know, the uncle that we never asked him his, you know, about his career or the you know, the, the niece or the, the friend, like the school mom, who you would normally talk about the kids, like it's always, everyone has a story. You're so, you're, you're spot on. Yeah. So as a parting note,
1: I think I would like to s- sort of um, ask your, or leave your thoughts on what would you tell the, the person who is sort of thinking in their head that I want to start something, but I don't know, I'm not sure, that kind of a stage that they are at. What advice would you give them?
0: Hmm. I, I would say if you have a dream, go for it, because life is too short to keep the job that you don't like, you know, around people that you don't like. And yes, there's times for doing things that you don't love, but you don't have to quit what you were doing to jump into something new so start and make sure that you love it because entrepreneurship business ownership it's hard it's it's rewarding and it's fun and it's it's so much more if you loving it but it's not it's not the easy way it's definitely not the easy way so you need to love it don't just start a business because it sounds good because everyone else is doing it and go and you know think oh i think i can make money making soy candles so i'm gonna go and do that it needs to be something that you can put your blood and sweat and tears into and be in for the long game and if you think that you have something like that that you want to go for if you then you totally can and start now and start small and just put one foot in front of the other and make it happen and commit, commit to it for that long-term and put the blinkers on. Don't look at other, what other people are doing and just, just keep going and connect with people, Find, like start talking with people and sharing your thoughts, sharing your ideas and getting things out there. And and the puzzle pieces will come together. The, jo- the dots will will join, but, it needs to be something that you love, and you need to be committed to the long term. And I wouldn't just go and quit your job and, <laughs> and dive in, because it's going to put a lot of stress on you to then make this thing work. and And you want to be able to test it. You want to be able to to play with it. And like my marketing mentor program, it started off as something very different to what it looks like now. So you want to be able to have that flexibility to test and 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 explore and and see what what it is that you actually want to do but but go for it but start it would be my would be my recommendation
1: right thank you thank you Annalise. that was so wonderful connecting with you and uh, really had a good time and I hope this conversation uh, will leave something of value for the listeners so thank you so much
0: thank you thank you it's been really lovely connecting thank you for having me
1: So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it useful. Your support and feedback is invaluable. So please don't forget to like, follow and subscribe for more such business growth hacks. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Facebook. See you soon.